Good morning, broadcasters. Good morning, podcasters. Good morning, family. Here is Authentic Voice, Ulrich Bonnefeld speaking. And uh, today I'm going back to meet a friend. We met first in choosing both this wonderful glass broadcast yourself. So I will start on this point, Kurt. What happened to you that you jumped out of your original business and to said, okay, I will go into this podcast business. What was the reason? Um, well, there's many reasons for it, but uh, I own a bar restaurant nightclub and a, a year and a half ago we had to, or a year ago we had to close permanently to the public while the coronavirus pandemic was, was going through. So I had some extra time on my hands And um, I've always been passionate about uh, what I call the mindful eatery. And I like listening and sharing stories of people who have uh, overcome obstacles in their lives when they've been told that they can't. And I've experienced similar things. And I've always wanted to do this mindful eatery project within the upper floors of my Shaw Books building, where you know mindfulness is simply just the awareness of what gives you energy and what takes it away. And eatery means you're consuming a diet of food, thought, and environment. So um, that's that's kind of my passion. Even though you know I was 29 when I opened my restaurant 26 years ago, or 27 maybe. And um, so my wife, my life's evolved. You know what I mean? And it's just not all about drinking, but it it's still you know I'm growing up as as I get older. <laughs> So I know from your uh, bio that uh, there was a turbulent life in the past uh, and it gave you some uh, challenges to overcome. Uh, will you introduce yourself in a, in a short bio that we can have a picture on your life? Okay. Um, well, most of my friends know it's not easy being me, but it's sure a lot of fun. And uh, starting out high school, I mean, I, I took auto mechanics and I knew I wasn't going to college and I liked motorcycles, cars, anything with an engine. And at the age of 18, a buddy of mine had gotten out of the Marines and he said, let's go ride around the country on our motorcycles. So we, we did that. We landed in uh, Dallas, Texas. I lived there in a, for a year and a half. And uh, after that, I, I wound up having, a, I call it, Texas experience and it left me in a uh, I lost myself for a year you know what I mean and and after that with my recovery I, I started working with a friend as a carpenter and it was like I was uh, I picked up carpentry really quick because I was coming from nowhere uh, the the crisis I faced in Texas left me with a third grade reading level and an IQ below 70 and I was supposed to live in a mental institution the rest of my life. And somehow things came about where I was able to survive that. And then it was a period of just celebrating that I was normal and I could actually work and function in society. I didn't uh, succumb to the sentence that the, the medical practitioners had given me. And uh, eventually I liked drinking so much and I liked to build. So I put my two trades together. I built a bar called Shaw Books. And uh, 
uh, two weeks after I signed my lease to build Shawbucks, I was diagnosed with testicular cancer. So I had to, uh, I, I decided my mom was like, you know, this, this is a sign from God. You're not supposed to build a bar and it's my punishment for wanting whatever. And, and I just knew in my heart that that was my passion. I wanted to build a bar. I enjoyed it. And honestly, it was a good distraction. So I had to have a surgery, remove my left testicle, and then followed by uh, four or five week long treatments of uh, chemotherapy at Roswell Park. In between, somehow I managed to still get the business open March 31st, 1995. And uh, that's where I'm still doing today. But I've also, just through the times of crisis and the things I've over, you know, came through, um, I've always had an awareness of the effect of, you know, food on your mood, your food precedes your mood and, and your thoughts precede your biology. And, and there was just so much coming on, like with uh, YouTube and whatnot. And at the age of 40, I just, I had uh, my second child, my wife and I had our second child and I wanted to better understand what had happened to me at the age of 20, you know, that caused that crisis. And what about cancer? And, and I just, mainly got on this search because I wanted to give my children the answers that I never was given, or at least assist them in discovering their own answers without telling them, so to speak, you know, so through these crises, I've learned that, you know, and it's a hard pill to swallow, but the only true bad experience in life is the one you didn't learn from, because when you're at zero point, you got to find something to grab on to assist yourself to move forward, you know, so, um, in a nutshell, I hope that gives you an idea of my background and, and what I do. And, um, and I live in Jamestown, New York. It's a small town. Uh, they just developed and built a national comedy center across the street from me and my business. And 2019 was a great year because of that. And then COVID hit. Um, we're the hometown to Lucille Ball. So that's kind of, I love Lucy. I don't know if you've ever saw that in the 50s. Um, her famous saying was that laughter's the best medicine. And that's kind of like a big deal to me because that's kind of the first form of energy psychology. Um, you can shift your mood by laughing, you know, and if you're in a negative state, just watching a, a funny movie and laughing really changes your energy. And, um, and so that just kind of bit into my whole philosophy and, and the way that I've learned to overcome things in my life. And um, I really enjoy studying energy psychology, energy medicine, and it's kind of my hobby that I'd love to turn into kind of a creative center, you know, like, uh, so I, I, that's what I'm looking to do and um, in the upper floors of the building. And uh, so that's, that's where I'm at today. <laughs> so what I, what I hear is, uh... Life is the teacher, life is the master, and we can learn if we take it as it is and not want it uh, different. And sometimes, uh, as you said, it's hard to swallow some uh, uh, circumstances. Uh, but uh, what was giving you the, the power to go on? I think it was just the somehow I had an inner belief even early on at 20 when I went through the my Texas experience crisis was just that um, somehow I held on to the belief that everything's always working out for my benefit and 
and that just to, just to keep showing up and um, that there was always a bigger plan. You know what I mean? And that it, you can choose your own reality and, and that there is truth in uh, what you imagine, what you dream about. And sometimes you have to fake it to make it, even when you're not in a position to, to uh, physically, mentally or whatever, strive forward when you can just take the time and have the space to uh, create the reality that you choose, you know, and, and follow it up with emotion and feelings that it, it's, it might take years or whatever, but sometimes you just, it just gets you moving forward. For me, it was also one of the, I had three surgeries, uh, surgeries uh, last year, last year. And, and, and it was uh, the question coming up, do you really want to stay? Do you really want to be alive? And uh, it, to me, this question worked to the point that I said, okay, um, if I want to stay, I want to stay fully. I want to stay 100%. So this is a choice. It's a decision we can make uh, when we believe in uh, there is a way uh, And I think in these times of big change, global awakening, I call it, uh, many people are called to look inside and to choose where to go. You know, that's very powerful, very powerful, because when you're in that state, if you never were through those surgery or not, now I can feel that you're more than likely in my, you're living a more fuller life because you look deep inside and you really were challenged with, do I want to stay here or do I not? And when you chose to stay, you chose to live fully. And now what does that look like? Is that similar? I mean, that's where I've come from many times that without the crisis, you really don't get the coherence to really get the full aspect of life and be fully engaged in the moment. I think the crisis are also change uh, chances. Yeah. Yes, definitely. We, could, we call it crisis, but uh, the chance is to really overcome an old pattern, a belief yeah. pattern we, we are uh, trapped in. Yes. A, a friend of mine that started a, a Ruta business in New York City calls it a crisis-tunity. Crisis-tunity, something like that. And And it is an opportunity and, and the end result really is growth and a deeper in-depth feel for life, you know, and you, you're making more choices based on what you're, what you want in your life and not just going through the motions. So to me, when we did this, uh, started this uh, class uh, with Brian Rose on Broadcast Yourself, there was this homework to ask for the main values uh, in your life and also in your work to do a podcast. So for me, it was number one, it was truth. What was it for you? You know, it, it truth, I mean, that speaks loudly for me. You know, I, I couldn't agree more with truth. And, and I think um, for me was that I had this understanding that the world's like an electrical universe And there's two energies, and then by definition, energy is the ability to create motion or movement. And I think there's a deep truth here that's simply ignored just because it's so simple. 
but we are always constantly creating movement through our love or through fear. Through love is compassion, kindness, and everything that falls under that. And through fear is shame, guilt, lack, limitation. And you're constantly creating movement by making choices. If you want to, you know, have your employees be afraid of you so that they do good work or that you're in this together, you're a team and you're connected. I mean, there's two ways of, of creating behavior. And so every morning, my goal is to start my day with choosing to live to love and to love to live and having that energy be the center of my day. And, and to share that as a, a way to live a, a much fuller, simpler life. And, you know, you might, we're constantly judging things as, as good and bad. And when something's good, now you have to have the opposite as bad. You know, it's dualistic. Where truly, I mean, fear is good and bad. Love is good and bad. Fear is just a separation from love and it gives you that discomfort but it's also in the same tune, the return to love. Once you've had enough, once you, you know, you're at that point, do I want to stay here? Or do I want to, do I want to come back fully? And, and that's your return back to that new reality that, well, if I'm going to be back here, I want to live fully, you know, so fear is not bad. It's not good. It just, it assists you to keep an alignment with that compassionate kindness within your heart, you know, so that was a lot of my motivation and, and, Truth, obviously, I mean, is is an energy that I think is becoming very prevalent in the world. We're, we're tired of uh, fake news, fake food, and a, a fake reality, and we're all deeply desiring this authentic truth that's within our heart that we've been taught to ignore. You know, the economy's fear-based, everything's fear-based, and I think we all want some truth and honesty and integrity. Absolutely, I agree. Before uh, this pandemic happened, I was with a friend I'm now visiting here uh, to work on a film and the title uh, for this project is, and still it's in the making because of this, uh, uh, we couldn't uh, travel then in, in uh, beginning of 2020. So it's the title, Dear Human, Where Are You Going? Because when I meditated on these issues, I came to the point that now in this global awakening, in these times, everyone is asked, if you want or not, you can still hear me? The, yeah, I lost the internet just briefly, but I think we're back on. Yeah, we are back on, okay. So I said, uh, this title, Dear Human, Where Are You Going? It, it was, I was asking and, and feeling that everyone for himself has to ask, do I go on fake fear-based life or step I uh, into my inner truth and, and follow what my title of my uh, podcast now is, Authentic Voice. It's not what we speak, but also what we listen from our heart, the authentic voice in us. I love that. This is something that we definitely need a conversation on and to learn more. Yeah, we, we have to learn more and uh, to forgive us or to see it in a different way that the past we called 
difficult or we judge in a way uh, to look twice. And, and uh, I, I did this for myself and looked uh, at my past and said, oh, this was not I, uh, the way I thought. It was, uh, I can look it uh, from another angle. I can look it differently. And, and it shows me this was a, a, a big step on what you really put on your way to discover something. So if you can see it this way, then you said, oh, I planned it very well my life. I had a lot of steps to go, but I learned a lot. <laughs> no, that is, that's what they call the school of hard knocks. You gotta be tough if you're gonna be stupid or start making smarter choices, you know? <laughs> And that's been kind of my education. I didn't go to college, but I went through the school of hard knocks, you know? And it, what I'm noticing too is like, we all have this perception, you know, when, when two people see the same thing, you know, they have two different descriptions of what they saw and neither one's right or wrong, but it's so hard to change your perception. And, and it's not, you know, I'm learning that it's not my purpose to change anyone else's perception. Theirs is what it is. And it's amazing how hard we try to hold on to our perception without changing. Even when the truth reveals itself, it's just very hard to make those new connections, you know, in your brain or whatever it is. But we, uh, we always seem to resort back to a, a misperception sometimes, you know, and, and those are hard to deal with within yourself and those around you, you know, um, and I see that going on a lot, you know, the news, the media or anywhere, you know, even when the truth's revealed, a lot of people don't even want to witness it. They don't, there's something within us that just doesn't want that change that we resist that. Have you noticed that? I noticed that, and but I'm also aware that uh, it more and more, the people, whatever they choose, are more aware that every choice, every uh, decision, it's not about the decision-making, if it's true or not. It's, you will feel the consequences of your, of your decision. And uh, if, you, if you will go with a no to life, the, <laughs> the results are coming on, on your way. And it's what you choose. So I think we are more and more uh, getting aware in this uplifting energy that uh, we are responsible for every choose we, we, we take yeah. on our way, whatever it is. Yeah, and, and everyone's so uh, quick at what's well, the ego, you know what I mean? The, the ego can't exist without fear because it wouldn't have anything to defend or protect, you know? So you've got this egoic paradigm and you got this truth authentic paradigm going on at the same time, but everyone's so quick and I am too at times, to deflect blame, you know what I mean? Oh, it's not me, I didn't do it. And this is, this is why I wasn't successful because I had, you know, this happened to me or this is why, you know, I'm alone because my partner was this way and I don't have money because my partner, you know what I mean? You've got multitude of excuses in life, you know what I mean? And, and really when you start owning it and that you attracted it and that it, it's your, it's not about what happens outside you, it's more about what happens within you. You know, no one can make you feel embarrassed without your consent. Nobody can make you feel disrespected without your consent. You know, when you take full ownership like that, if someone moves you off your center, 
it's a crisis tunity. You know what I mean? You can make a change. You can, by staying centered and not allowing outside influences take you off your, your, uh, your purpose, uh, the more truthful of a life you can live, I think. Absolutely. And, and with this energy uplifting. For some reason, my internet's lagging. I don't know if it is on your side. The internet, it's instable. Hello, do you hear me? 